the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family and give you hope the divorce coaching hour with christy stratton starts now and here's your host christy stratton hello everyone and welcome to the divorce coaching hour i'm christy stratton friends i am so so very happy that you are here with us today and you'll know why in just a few minutes but first if this is the first time you are joining us a very special welcome to you and if you are back with us again this week Welcome to you too, and thank you all so much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce, in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice, but what we are here to do is to walk the path with you, wherever that may lead, And we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can frankly bring out your worst and give you hope. So why am I so happy that you are here with us today? Here's why. We are quickly approaching the holidays. Thanksgiving is days away and Christmas and New Year's, well, it's around the corner. And the truth be told is that you, like me, when I was going through divorce and coming out of it, may not be looking forward to the holidays. That's true. And maybe, but maybe that's not the case at all. And if that's the case and you really are looking forward to them, then that's what we want. But I'm guessing that for many of you tuning in, the holidays can be a tough time. There are firsts that happen when you've encountered a loss such as divorce, a first holiday, not married any longer. Maybe it's the first holiday where your children are with your ex-spouse, or maybe you're in another state or a country without your family and now divorced. I'm not trying to bring you down here. Please know that. But also please know that I know the reality and I want you to know that you're not alone. I also want you to know that it will get better. So hang with us and hear how you can take, as I call them, tiny baby steps to a better future with hope. And that's why we are focusing on exactly that hope now until the end of the year 
with the intent to provide information that can help you during this season, all to help you find hope while in the heartbreak of divorce. And to help us with this focus, we were joined last week by Dr. Jean Malloy. She's a psychotherapist whose specialty is in loss and grief. Our conversation took us through the basics of loss and grief and how it all applies to divorce. We talked about some positive coping mechanisms, and we even came up with a new term called mindful modifications as related to how to approach the changes that occur in life due to divorce, especially during the holidays. And in that discussion, we touched on communication related to all those changes that come with divorce and how challenging some of those conversations uh, can be. And, you know, these conversations are one that we need to have. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is we can tend to avoid them because they're challenging. So guess what, folks? (laughs) Dr. Malloy is back with us again this week to talk about those challenging conversations and how we can find the courage to have them through it all and ultimately to find hope. So if you missed that episode that I'm talking about, the first one that we did with Dr. Malloy, make sure you go back and give it a listen. You will totally be glad that you did because uh, Dr. Malloy gave us a lot of practical ways that we could find hope during this time of our lives. You can find that episode under the podcast uh, tab under programs on KKHT.com, or you can download the show, uh, all 76 episodes to be exact, on your favorite podcast app. So now, speaking of conversations, on to the, the discussion. Jane, you ready to explore those challenging conversations? Yes. <laughs> yes, we can definitely go towards this, just like we want people to be able to go towards whatever they need to face. With We're doing it with courage, are we not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as I was preparing, I was thinking, okay, how are we going to start this conversation? Uh, Dr. Malloy, would you like to have a conversation about challenging conversations? <laughs> and I was thinking, that's not really like something you want to like invite them in. Hey, let's have a conversation about challenging conversations. Woohoo, it's going to be fun. <laughs> right, right. It'll be helpful anyway, even if it's not always fun, right? But- it will, right. And you know what? That's a good point. Not, it's not everything in this life is not always fun, but, but sometimes those things that may not feel so-called fun can be completely beneficial because we learn and we grow through it. And, you know, if I have to say anything, uh, at least I hope that this show does is help people grow through this process. Matter of fact, uh, uh, God, please help me. I will have a book that comes out this year that I'm putting the final uh, final touches on called From Rubble to Roses, Growing Through the Losses of Life. So that's really that's so much in my vocabulary. But I will say that having challenging conversations isn't something that I get up on, you know, every day and go, oh, I really want to have a challenging conversation. So, yeah, (laughs) so I think we all try to stay away from them if if possible. Right. Um, so that's a good, that's a question uh, I have for you is why is it so hard to have those challenging conversations? Well, I think conversations that we know could be emotionful. And so we know the emotions there in ourselves and maybe in the other person. And not knowing what our own emotions may be or how strong they'll be or the other person's emotions, I think that can be the, you know, the biggest challenge is that it can be hard to get the words out sometimes when you're struggling with your own emotions. 
That's and interesting. I, I'm thinking about this emotions, and as you say, not knowing what it's going to be. So are we afraid of our emotions? Yeah, I think we're afraid of what we might hear that might trigger us, what our own you know, when you say something out loud to another person, it becomes real. You hear people talk about that with different diagnoses or even with the fact that they're getting divorced. And so there's something about putting words out to another person that makes them more true, makes that more real. Mm. And there's just that level of concreteness when you say it out loud. So, so reality I, comes into play. And at the same time, we really are afraid of feeling what that reality is going to bring about, i.e. those emotions. Am I getting it? Yes. Yeah. And in particular with divorce, I think that sometimes it's, it can bring up a lot of like surrealness, like disbelief, like this could be the person you trusted most and now you're at odds with them. And so it can be so jarring to your sense of the world. And it's like, how, I can't believe I'm here. Um, and so, again, that it doesn't feel real, but then you're having this conversation, so then that makes it real. Right. And if we don't say it, then maybe it's not happening. <laughs> right. Maybe we can just blur the edges around that reality and not see it, which ends up causing more problems right. than being able to see it uh, starkly, but, you know, uh, clearly. So, in fact, we're going to be talking about that last week in, in the show, um, we, we came to kind of this courageous conversations. And we're going to be talking about those. And this conversation we're talking about right here is when we get the information about divorce. Uh, you know, someone in my case, um, I heard it twice. I The words were, I think we need to talk about divorce, getting a divorce. And that blow that comes to you right there and that crushing reality of, you know, what just happened type of thing. But there's also other conversations as we move through divorce and specifically related to the holidays uh, around children, around in-laws, around. So it's the holidays, but also as you're going through the divorce process. So this, uh, would you say that these conversations, knowing how to handle these challenging conversations throughout the entire process of divorce, considering it in the midst of it coming out of it, are really important for us to get a little bit more education on it, get a little bit more comfortable, would you say? Sure, because I think there's so much worry that goes into having to have them that if you feel like, all right, I have a plan, um, I, I can do it, it allows you to, it takes up less space in your mind. Mm. And you're able to free up some space in your mind to maybe do focus on some other more positive things. Yeah. And you know what? That reminds me of last week. Also, we spoke of having that plan. And it sounds like that plan is really important, not only when uh, we're really trying to prepare to have hope through the holidays, through the process, that sort of thing with going through loss and grief. But it sounds like we even we need to have a plan for these conversations. Yeah, I think as we, you know, talk more about the different aspects of this, we'll see that having a real purpose of the conversation is going to be really key to, uh, to, you know, taking away some of the worry and some of the emotions. And I heard you say that with, with regards to the worry. So we're really going to be digging into this 
with Dr. Jean Malloy. She's a psychotherapist, and she actually focuses in on loss and grief. You might have heard uh, Jean on the show with us uh, not only last time, last week, but previous or earlier in the year when we talked about just the general basics of uh, loss and grief. But we're focusing in here on the holidays, and we're focusing these challenging conversations through divorce, but also now in the holidays. We want to provide you hope not only today, um, but into the future. And we're going to be talking about this emotion that comes up in these challenging conversations and that we're kind of afraid of this emotion. We really don't, we don't want to have it. So we don't speak the words. We don't put words around what we're thinking or feeling because then that kind of brings us to reality and reality can really be tough sometimes. So in that, I heard there's a ton of worry that comes about. And here's the thing, my friends, too. This may be, yes, challenging a little bit, but stepping into this with people like Dr. Malloy, who can give us tips and tools that can just help us take one little, as I said, baby step towards a little bit more uh, courageous conversations to help us grow through those losses of life, have hope, and as you'll find that we can even find joy. So come on back, stay with us. Maybe a little challenging as we're talking about challenging conversations, but going to be great information to help you and help you find hope. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. I need you. 
talking about is opening those eyes and you might be wondering okay what does that have to do with the divorce coaching hour is one of the things I do as a divorce coach is help you look at things with eyes wide open I'm your thinking partner but the only way that we can grow through the losses of life is to really look at the reality of what's happening and Sometimes, as you might have heard, my guest and I talking about Dr. Jean Malloy and I talking about these, we're talking about challenging conversations today. And sometimes we might close our eyes and close our mouths <laughs> and not have these challenging conversations because we're afraid of the emotions. We're afraid of the reality of what we're going to say. Um, it, it Putting words to it, as, as Jean said, can make it real and then we've got to feel this pain and we don't want to feel it and what it does is it ultimately when we don't open our eyes step into the reality look at the reality say the reality then we we get into this place of even more confusion and we get into really worry and so that's what we're talking about today we're going to now talk about why would we want to have these conversations, and we're touching on it here, but not only why we would want to have these challenging conversations um, during the divorce process, but also during the holidays. And just as a little recap, if you're just joining us, the reason we're talking about this is we are in a focus right now on hope, finding hope not only through the holidays, but through divorce. And we started by talking with Dr. Jean Malloy about loss and grief uh, as it applies to divorce. And in that conversation, we talked about uh, the changes that come about in divorce and uh, the changes in holidays. And what we talked about is we need to have a plan. We need to have a plan to get through the holidays. But we're also talking about a plan to get through these challenging conversations. So. Dr. Malloy, welcome back. I'm so glad that you were here again with us. And uh, these challenging conversations, I was kind of laughing at them, them earlier. It's like, hey, let's have a conversation about challenging conversations. So <laughs> we're, we're talking about that. But why do we need to have, um, I guess I'm trying to say is, why do we need to be able to have conversations that can be challenging amid divorce, amid divorce in the holidays. Right. And so I think oops, sorry, that the um, there's there can be unspoken expectations of what's going to happen, um, assumptions we make. Unilaterally, we think, oh, this is what's going to happen now, good or bad. And we kind of fill in the narrative. And so having these conversations allows you to really get the information from the other person that you might be filling in based on what you think is going to happen. And those, those areas where you fill in information based on what you think is going to be said or happen, that's where the most uh, troublesome communications come from. That's where a lot of the added pain comes from. So I guess we're trying to cut, you know, minimize the pain. There's going to be pain. But when there's confusion and miscommunication, that increases the pain. 
And when you avoid the conversation, you increase the worry, right? So we're trying to decrease the worry, decrease the miscommunication, and then the pain that comes from that miscommunication. Yeah, I, um, wow, Uh, you just shared so much in there. So many things I want to dive into. And we're talking about these expectations. And, um, you know, that the show is ultimately around helping to decrease the pain. That's what we want to do. Divorce is painful, but we can make it worse with this conversation. Uh, Let me try that one more time. The uh, confusion, (laughs) we're trying to communicate, Mm -hmm. but the confusion that comes from the worry, but not having those conversations. It's really interesting. Um, So it sounds like then we got to focus in on... um, and I can't help but I, I can't help but saying this is the narrative and the the Dr. Brene Brown says this. What's the story you're telling yourself? Right, right. Because we we do piece together our life through a narrative, and when you are used to having a shared narrative with someone and you think you know their mind pretty well, and then divorce is very jarring. And it's like, okay, I I don't really know this person's mind, but you can, you know, you don't want to step into that. It's It can be painful just to realize how much you don't understand the other person. And yet we have to because our narrative, since it's a divorce, it's a two-person narrative, even though it's the undoing of that. And having a unilateral narrative is, is going to set you up for more pain. Um Right. I'm hearing there and we're talking about the why we would want to have these conversations. And very clearly, I'm hearing we want to step into them. We want to step into this reality, because if we don't, we're going to add more pain, more confusion. It's pain through the confusion. But this is not just us. There's two people. You use the words shared narrative. And I think that's very helpful for us to understand that, because I I will tell you, my tendency is when there is pain through the emotions in challenging conversation, I would just much rather avoid it. But what happens in some divorces is you avoid it. Guess what you're doing? You're, you're doing what we call throwing in the towel. And then you set yourself up for a future um, kind of dictated by somebody else. But it's not all because they were the ones making the decisions. You didn't play in the game. Right. You have to, you know, it it could be very new to you to um, advocate for yourself. It could be very new for you to, you know, say, hey, I have a different point of view than you. Or maybe you're used to saying that and it's you're just realizing maybe the other person wasn't sharing with you as much when they did disagree with you. You know, so there's a, a process here of hearing the other person and expressing yourself. And it may not be easy, but in the long run, you're going to be much happier if you are able to say what you need to say and hear what you need to hear. So I love that you pivoted to the word advocate. So we were kind of talking about this, you know, I can even feel my temperature rising because we're talking about these this conflict and con- communications, right? And how hard it can be for us and those of us that kind of avoid those conversations. But... It, it was almost like a mind switch when you talked about advocating. 
and um, hearing the other person and that sort of thing. And so that brings me to something else we touched on in last week's show. And you said this, it's an act of courage to communicate. So tell us about that. What's that all about? Well, I think when you communicate and you, you know, you put your words out there and say, this is my point of view, or this is how I would see it, or I have this request, you are sort of trusting in yourself. You're, it's a, it's a vote of, like, it's your own validation, your worth, you're a person, you're an equal person, and your requests, your point of view is as valuable as anybody else's in that room or in wherever space you are. And so in knowing that the other person may not want to hear what you have to say and may be upset with you and may disagree with you and sort of being able to hold your own, hold yourself steady and say, you don't have to agree with me and my point of view is still relevant. Mm. And for many people that, you know, to to hold their own and be able to keep their, you know, heart from racing and just stay really calm and say, it's okay if you don't agree with me, but that doesn't mean that my point of view is less valuable than yours. I love that you said the word worth. And um, I, I think what that brings me to is, is my own experience with um, coming through divorce finding worth in myself, finding worth in my faith, my belief in God, and coming to a place of, I, I love that you use the words, holding your own. And um, I, I've used this phrase often, is I'm going to speak the truth, even if my voice shakes. And my truth is God's truth. And if I'm following that, for me, uh, then I feel so much stronger and and I'm laying it out there. It doesn't mean that somebody else has to um, uh, agree or not agree, but I'm putting it out there. And you also used the word brave. And I just, in hearing you talk th- talk us through that, trusting in your worth, holding your own, that brought me to that, speaking the, sh- the truth, even if my voice shakes, I do feel braver in that. How does that work? Right. Well, I think you you, vali- you are giving yourself the validation of that worth and you are sort of representing yourself. Again, a lot of times we hold ourselves down or we hurt ourselves, and we think maybe it's the other person or the outer world, and it's like you have to be your own best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're your first friend, and, and you have to you have a relationship with yourself. And so when you look out for yourself and you – you know, hold your own and say, I'm not going to be stepped on. I won't be rude or step on you, but I'm not going to be stepped on. You build up your trust in yourself that you are looking out for yourself. I I love that. And so what we're talking about here is challenging conversations. And we talked about the what of it and that what is, you know, the, these emotion, these conversations that bring us to emotion. And then we talked about why would we want to have it is because we've got two people involved in this process, not only considering divorce, but in the midst of it and coming out of it. And oh, by the way, in the holidays, and it may not just be two people, we've got children. And we've got to then advocate for ourselves. Otherwise, we're throwing in the so-called towel and you're validating your worth. They may not agree with you, but we're you're becoming brave. And I'm just going to tell you, friends, that every 
little step that you take towards this, the stronger you will be. And and quite honestly, the more rebuilt you'll be for future relationships, the better model you'll be for your children. It really is important. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Jean Malloy uh, as we continue talking about these challenging conversations. But some um, examples, we'll, we'll probably look at some examples so that we can help you through this. So don't miss it. Good stuff, hard stuff, but it's going to help you out. Stay with us. Here's today's two-minute tip. Now through the end of the year, our focus here on the Divorce Coaching Hour will be hope and helping you find it amid divorce and especially during the holidays. Speaking of the holidays, how about a gift for yourself? That might be music to your ears, huh? Here's what I'm talking about. How about a gift of a book or two or five? These are books that will definitely help you grow through the process of divorce. I'm going to be reading some of them too, so how about joining me? Plus, if these first that we are talking about on the show today are happening in your life, what would it be like to use the time to read helpful information that can help provide you new ideas that can benefit you in years now and into the future? Here is one that helped to revolutionize my thinking. It's called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. Friends, this will help you see life differently, literally. Also, here are some books that are uh, the Certified Divorce Coaching Program suggests, and they are related to the topic of communication, of course, which we are talking about today. Here's the first, The Anatomy of Peace, Resolving the Heart of Conflict. That's by the Arbinger Institute. Also, Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box, also by the same Arbinger Institute. Here's one, Your Brain at Work, Revised and Updated, Strategies for Overcoming Distraction, Regaining Focus, and Working Smarter All Day Long, David Rock. And then here's one, The Conflict Pivot, Turning Conflict into Peace of Mind. How about that, my friends? Tammy Linsky, and then Making Conflict Work, Harnessing the Power of Disagreement, Peter Coleman. I just hope that all those books will help you. I just ordered five of these books. And I've had Man's Search for Meaning, and I've referred to it. It's so much so that it's tattered. But these five books, I got them all for less than $100. I've read highlights of them through my certification courses and learned about what they suggest to improve communication. But now, now it's time, along with you, to read them in full. If you get them, reach out to me and let me know what you are learning. Please email me at Christy at ChristyStratton.com. I'd love to know. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Strength, that's what we need in challenging conversations. And that's what we're talking about, challenging conversations and finding that strength, finding hope through stepping bravely into these challenging conversations. We've been talking to Dr. Jean Malloy. She works in this area as a psychotherapist and in loss and grief. And friends, when we're, when we're in the middle of a divorce, uh, you know, two people in this marriage, um, as we've said before, untying the knot, we've got to be able to have conversations along the way and they may be challenging. And if you're like me, you want to avoid those (laughs) because those emotions, uh, the reality that comes out of those can really be tough to feel. But the, the problem is, is if we don't step into them, then we find ourselves, uh, and, and the communication and the situation getting worse. And so, um, 
what brings to mind, what comes to mind is feel the fear and do it anyway. And so you might be fearful of this. But in stepping in what we're talking about today, these challenging conversations, there's going to be growth, opportunity, possibility that come through. And you're brave. You're brave. You're stronger. And so we've been talking about what these challenging conversations are. We talked about why we need to have them. And now we're going to get down to the practical steps. How do we have them? So I I need to know. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. Dr. Malloy, how do we have these challenging conversations? Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple ideas I have that you could mix, like put together for yourself. Um, but the first thing I think is to, if possible, decide on the purpose of the conversation. Mm. Because sometimes you'll have a conversation and it's really just logistical. You know, if there are kids, pick the kids up or, you know, um, how to, you know, navigate something. And it's, it's not really a, a, an emotion-filled conversation. It's gonna, it's, the purpose is to be more practical. And yet in that conversation, something can get said, you can get triggered, and it can go off the rails into a different zone completely. Mm. And so you always want to come back to the purpose. Okay. So purpose. Um, What's yeah, next? So have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next is um, breathe and slow the conversation down. Because you always want to be able to breathe and slow it down, so you can sort of say it this way, like we, uh, you know, bring back your self governance. Because if someone says something to you like, "Well, you always blah blah blah," right, mm. and you want to chase that topic and and defend yourself, you won't be on your purpose anymore. You'll be far afield. So the idea is to slow it down so that you can regain that centered composure. This is the purpose of this conversation. And what you can do is mirror the other person. So repeat what they've said to you because it will help slow down the conversation, but it will also help you really be clear about what you're hearing. Uh, and again, I wouldn't mirror back something that's a toss away comment like, well, you always, you know, like, let that go. Let that be something that just flies by you. Don't yeah, always to it. know that. And I, I often say that is I use those words very sparingly. <laughs> always, never, ever. Those are kind of inflammatory words. And so I just encourage the listeners to begin to remove those from their language. But when they hear that, I love that you're saying, don't really mirror that. Mirror, you know, the calmness and repeat. I love that repeating what they said that gives you a moment. And that's, you know, too much for us to talk about right now, but reflective listening, breathing and slowing down. And just one real quick thing I want to help folks with. I have a hard time remembering all this when you get in the heat of the moment, so to speak. And uh, I like little acronyms. And so I've come up with one called CALM. And, uh, And so I think it's around what you're saying is kind of center yourself first for the C and then air, breathe. Turns out we need to breathe (laughs) and we forget. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're in this emotional place, it's like, (gasps) I'm just going to, you know, not breathe anymore. That doesn't work out well. And then listen, like really listen to what's going on um, and then make the decision to act. So calm, center, air, listen, make the decision. 
Uh, I love that you're saying that. So we decide on a purpose. I think that's so helpful so we don't get kind of derailed in the conversation. It it may not be an emotional-filled conversation, but we need to know, okay, I just want to juggle the kid's schedule. We don't need to have an argument around this. Breathe, slow down, um, calm, uh, mirror the positive things. Then what? What's next? Then I'd say... um that's going to be the bulk of it, right? Because if you can stay calm and if you can mirror so you really understand what they're saying, then the next thing is just to put out there your boundaries. Mm. And in that conversation, you may have to break it down into more than one conversation. Like, okay, well, so an example of a boundary would be saying, well, that's just not going to work for me. I can't agree to that. And I guess we'll have to revisit this conversation tomorrow. Like you can always exit the conversation if you feel like I'm, you know, going to get pushed or I'm, I don't want to agree to this. You can always exit the conversation, but you want to put out what will or won't work for you. So that kind of goes back to that advocating for yourself. Yeah. I love how you've tied that in and advocating for ourselves. And I think there's a, a there's something that really has helped me one hearing and i don't know that many people knows this but they can they can exit the conversation you know i'm not sure that this is going to be a productive um use of our time right now let's take a moment i like those words let's take a moment and let's revisit this conversation love those words that you use because again it might have gotten it off gotten off purpose but here's something that has really helped me and i kind of preach and teach it all the time and i use it myself is what's called an i statement um, where when we put out our boundaries is, and, and I think this really ties with this advocating is, um, you know, I'm wanting to do this for the children or I'm wanting in this life. I understand that you may not be, but this is what's going to be right for me and just leave it as that versus where we can get into kind of that inflammatory language is, you are doing this, that sort of thing. And so it's called an I statement versus using the you statement. And so stating your boundaries by saying, this is what works for me. I'm advocating for me. I understand you got your agenda, but this is what works for me. And if we can't come to some sort of beneficial agreement for the betterment of whatever, the divorce, the estate, the children, the finances, then as you said, Dr. Malloy, exit the conversation. So purpose, calm, boundaries. Now, I'm wondering, as we're talking about finding hope, finding hope through these challenging conversations and in the holidays, can we put just maybe, just very quickly, maybe look at an example. Say a couple is talking about um, the kids and the kids are going to go with one of the spouse uh, mom to grandma's and that's a switch. Maybe it happens on a Thursday and we want to, we want to kind of shift up the schedule. How could we have this challenging conversation with this example or this process, how to have it? Dr. Molloy. Yeah. So I think you would, like you said, if you're the one requesting this shift, realize it's a request. The other person can say no. Mm. And then approach it as a request and say, I want to discuss this with you. Is this a good time? Because you always want to also make sure it's a good time for the other person. If they're not clear-minded, if they're 
not focused on this conversation, it, it won't go well. So you want to make sure that they're ready to have this conversation. So I wanted to discuss with you possibly changing the schedule. I'd really like for the kids to go with me to my mom's. You know, we always bake cookies on Christmas Eve. I know it means a lot to the kids and my mom. And I'm wondering if you'd be willing to switch. And if so, how would that work for you? Mm. Wow. You just like made it super. How could you say no to that? Right. But (laughs) I think the key that I heard in there is realizing that it's a request. This is not a mandate. This is, again, going back to the two people in the narrative. And it's what's going to work best for everyone involved. And you know what, um, Jean, you said this. Is this a good time? What I'm envisioning, a lot of these conversations happen on the phone. And we, what we don't realize is these cell phones, we're catching people in the middle of work. And all of a sudden, we just kind of lay into the conversation. I, da, 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 I want this. And all they, they're not coming to a place where they can even be calm. So I love that. I have a request. Is this a good time to talk about the schedule with the kids? And this is the other language that I love that you, I love using this language. We use it in coaching a lot. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm coming to this as a curious person and I realize it's a request. Is this a good time? And then what can we do together to make this happen? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Because that person may, they may say that's fine. The kids do love that and, and they'll have a good time. Or they may say, okay, but then I would really like Saturday morning. Like they might want to something in return. And then, okay, it is a request and it is up to them and they might want something in return. And that's fair. I mean, if you really, and I think this is another another topic, another conversation. Matter of fact, through this uh, Focus In on Hope, we are going to have uh, uh, Tom Stevens back on the show and we're going to talk about kids and divorce. Uh, he advocates for kids. But if we keep in mind in this conversation, again, going back to that purpose that Dr. Malloy shared, the purpose is for the benefit of the children. After all, they love, enjoy, they enjoy making cookies at grandma's house. Then what can I do to give them type, uh, time and joy with my spouse uh, in that situation? So as we continue to talk about challenging conversations and wrap, wrap, wrap up this conversation with Dr. Malloy, we will come back and actually talk about that joy and how to find joy and hope through these challenging conversations. So you guys come on back. Don't miss it. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, 
please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. And don't be worried with those uh, sirens there. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about being courageous, and we're talking about being courageous in our communications. Um, And you might be wondering, how does that all fit? Because we've been talking about challenging conversations, but in, uh, in talking about this with Dr. Jean Malloy, in the loss and the grief of divorce, And amid the holidays, we can come to these conversations about what we're going to do as we untie the knot, so to speak, but also what are we going to be doing with the children or um, new, uh, these firsts that we've been talking about in the show, the first time that maybe you're going to be going to a holiday party now, single, not married, those sorts of things. How do you communicate? And if you're like me, you would tend to avoid the communication because it's troubling. And that's what we've been talking about, the what are we talking about? The challenging conversations. Why would we want to have them? If we don't, we don't advocate for ourselves and we might just end up just avoiding everything. We don't want that for you. We want you to grow through these losses. We want you to find hope. That's what this is all about. And then we talked about um, how to actually do it. We talked about a process, a process of finding a purpose, um, calming down, breathing, slowing down, And then uh, in a helpful way, putting our boundaries out there, stating our requests of what we want. And so hopefully these are some really good practical tools for you to bring you to a place of courage, bring you to a place of bravery through these communications. You're growing through the, the loss of life. And you might even wonder how I got in the third segment to joy, but to allow joy in these conversations And in the last show, uh, Gene and I were talking about allowing joy in this process, even amid these challenges, challenging communications. So how can we allow joy, um, Dr. Malloy, not only through grief and loss, but through these challenging conversations? Yeah, so it's it's a matter of, I guess we talked about like mindfulness in terms of mindful modifications, but... I guess the first step would really be mindfulness to notice where your mind goes. Because if you fill your mind with worry, dread, if you anticipate everything's going to go wrong and everything's going to be a fight and a negative conversation, then you can predict that and make it come true. But you also, um, it takes up all the space in your mind and your time in your day. And to allow joy is to say, well, uh, you know, I'll handle that when it's time, right? So to not get so focused on what could go wrong that the worry makes you uh, focus on that and you can't even notice what is around you. And so trying to shift your mind to you have a plan, you're going to handle the conversation, it's got enough of your time now. Now where else can you put your time that could really be interesting and of benefit to you? And it creates that space. Yeah, benefit to you, benefit to the family, benefit to your future. Well, oftentimes we're so right in the here and now. And I love that you're saying it's taking up all the space. 
And oh, by the way, you may be taking up all the space as you kind of wallow in this pain. And I get it. I'm not making light of the pain. It is tough. But um, you can't even notice the joy that's around you. And that's not going to help anyone. So what came to mind, uh, Gene, was we get what we think about most, don't we? Yeah, our thoughts really do shape our a reality. And again, that doesn't mean that you can turn things around. It's not a false Pollyanna kind of thing. Right. It's saying in the pain, in a hard day, there will still be something worth your attention that can make you smile. And you can you find that? Can you put your attention and your mind where you want it to go rather than feel like you're just getting dragged by? the worry and the pain. And speaking of these challenging com- uh, conversations, if um, I'm thinking this way, oh, it's going to be a terrible conversation, then odds are it's going to be a terrible conversation. But as you said, if we can maybe think, okay, there there could there could be some positive outcomes here for the children, for the family, those sorts of things, then likely... Um, well, that's a possibility, is it not? Sure. And if you go into it with, say, like in our last example where you might want to ask for a request, even if the person says no, if you've been brave enough to put out there what you are requesting, you will validate yourself. You Mm. will feel like, all right, I handled that. I, I did what I could do. I asked. And the conversation becomes less scary. And so it, it shrinks as a problem in your mind. And I love that. I love that because you might have heard me say through this uh, is those tiny baby steps. And it's those little steps that we take. It doesn't have to be an overnight change. This is tough stuff. <laughs> this is the reality. This is this is tough stuff. And those little tiny baby steps, if you've, have you, as the words that you used, Gene, uh, if you've been brave enough, it then becomes less scary. So the next time you do this, You're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that is, my friends, how you find hope through this process. One step, put one step in front of the, the, uh, one foot in front of the other. And actually, speaking of the holidays, I I promise you I won't sing it. But uh, one of the little, I love the little Christmas shows that are out there that have been planned since the 70s, since I was a kid. And it's put one, well, I said I wasn't going to sing it, but maybe I'm put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. And I, that makes, I find joy in that. Maybe you can find joy. And that's what we're here is to give you hope through this, these steps that you can take. You've heard about the what, the why, and the how practical tips. And so listen to this over and over. Dr. Malloy is sharing her Great information to uh, help us have um, uh, confidence, be brave in these uh, communications, these challenging conversations, and it just will make life better. So as we wrap up, Dr. Malloy, any final thoughts that you might have for us? Uh, just, I guess, along those lines of allow joy is is also, you know, make space for it. Take some time to you know, know, know that whether it's watch one of those shows, I, I happen to like that one, the Chris Kringle one. Yeah, that's um, awesome, isn't it? It just it makes is. you smile. <laughs> yeah, or or bake cookies yourself. Like, you know, 
allow that joy is going to come and, and trust yourself to feel that way and then plan on it. Say, okay, I, I am going to make cookies or watch this show and, and trust that you can feel good. Those mindful modifications that we talked about, trust that you can feel good and not only allow joy, but create joy is what I'm hearing. And you do a lot of work around this. And I have, um, again, not been as mindful to check in again, but I know that the listeners would want to know, how do they reach you, uh, Dr. Malloy? Sure. You can reach me. And my phone is 813-877-1111. And say that again for us. And, yep. 813-877-1111. And, and you then, have a website, too, that they can go to, and a really great, helpful program, right? Yeah, so Shattered to Connected is a coaching that I do for people who are grieving, and in that case, it is um, a death. And uh, they can find the information about that at ShatteredToConnected.com. ShatteredToConnected.com. And, you know, um, Dr. Malloy, thank you for having been on the show and, and giving of your expertise your heart. Uh, this is an area you work in, you know, much of you, you've had personal experiences with this too, before, as you've shared on the show before. And so, you know, that's what we're here to do. My friends, um, we're both here, whether it be Shattered to Connected with Dr. Malloy's program or here on the Divorce Coaching Hour, we're here to help you through this process, through the challenging conversations of divorce, to the heart, through the heartache of loss and grief. And so reach out to us. Don't go it alone. We're here and myself as a divorce coach, I'm here as your thinking partner. And whether you're considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, or even if you know someone who's faced with it, share the show with them, invite them along or have them connect uh, with um, Dr. Malloy as well as you heard shatteredtoconnected.com. And so again, Dr. Malloy, thank you so very much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me as your guest. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I always enjoy talking with you. Such a sweet spirit. And, you know, you need, um, not only do you need to advocate for yourself, but you need an advocate along the process with you. And, you know, that's what a lot of us doing this work, helping people through this process, because we have been shattered and we want you to be connected. We want you to find hope. You know, one of the intents I have for this show is to help ease the pain through the process of divorce, through the process of loss and grief. I've been there. I did it. I did it wrong in many cases. So uh, that's why we're here. As you heard me say, I've been there, maybe not the same situation, but I went through divorce. It wasn't an easy time. And so my friends, I hope that you'll keep listening in today. Uh, or as we continue in the series or our focus rather on hope through the holidays, finding hope through divorce and the holidays, you can continue to find us right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, the word. You can also find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour and you can add us to your podcast library and also find us out there on social media at Facebook, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. My friends, thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.